0: Today's scripture reading is from Luke seventeen eleven through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered the village, ten leopards approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God in a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return to give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Talk about this text today. This wonderful story we have of Jesus healing ten in one fell swoop. Ten lepers, here's Jesus coming along, going down the road, and far off, there are ten lepers all gaggled together, which is often the case Uh, when you're a leper, the only friends you have are other lepers, and they call off from a long distance, Lord Jesus have mercy on us. And they have to do that because in the tradition of the time, anyone with leprosy was considered unclean, which means if you touched them, you also would be unclean for 30 days. And uh, you could only be clean after going through a little ritual that was performed by the priest. And of course, that often came with the expectation of a little donation on the side of that as well. So you don't want to be touching a leper it can get expensive and uh, time-consuming uh, and lepers lepers and and when the Bible talks about lepers it could be any number D- lepers was kind of a generic title for many of the diseases that were going around at the time but uh, if you were a leper you were pretty well ostracized by society you were no longer a apart of normal society and culture you couldn't worship you couldn't go to dinner you couldn't live with your family anymore and they developed colonies and places outside of town where the untouchable uh, could live and the 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 paradox of that is that in addition to not being able to touch or come in contact with anybody you were also completely dependent on other people to take care of you not a great place to be in finding yourself with leprosy in the first century Palestine what's interesting here is that among these 10 needy was a Samaritan now Samaritans were the lowest as far as the Jews of Palestine were concerned were the lowest of the low and I you've heard me talk about this before and I'm sure you've heard it in other places that that there was this rift between Jews and Samaritans of the time and and what exactly a Samaritan was is debatable if you ask them they were they are part of the Jewish people who were left behind when people went into exile and they therefore kind of were left on their own and so they have their own kind of theology that evolved while the main body of Jews were in exile they were the ones that were left behind now if you ask the Jews of the time they would have said that the Samaritans were uh, people sent by the Babylonians and the Assyrians to uh, assimilate into our, they were foreigners who were sent into Palestine to populate it and to uh, mess up the religion uh, with all of their wacky ideas. So at any rate, Jews and Samaritans did not cohabitate, cooperate, or even come into the same areas together. And yet here they were, together. And I I guess it, it makes me think that leprosy is a lot like uh, Air Force basic training. I was, uh, m- Many of you don't know this, but I was in the Air Force for eight years. And basic training is an odd thing because, you know, they, they wake you up at some ungodly hour uh, when you first get in and they stick you on a bus off the plane, which arrives at like three in the morning. They stick you on a bus and you drive for an hour to get to Lackland Air Force Base. And while you're there in the bus, uh, you know, I'm everyone's in civilian clothes. And so I see some guy in acid-washed jeans and hair down to his shoulders, and I think, well, there's some, there's some metalhead rocker right there. And I see some guy in a wranglers and boots and a hat, and I think there's the cowboy there. And and you start to you start to categorize the people around you and pretty soon you start to decide well you know there's someone I would relate to or there's someone I don't even want to go near right uh then the next day they shave your head and they dress you all alike all of a sudden all of a sudden you don't know who the cowboy was or the metalhead was or the geek like me or any of those other things. All of a sudden everyone's on an even plane. And I think leprosy is a lot like that. and you're, All you're left with is, is uh, your character to be judged by. And uh, I think leprosy kind of breeds that same sense of camaraderie and, and brotherhood, if you will. Uh, so here are ten. 10 guys walking down the street in need of healing, and Christ responds to this need by telling them to go show themselves to the priest. Which I would guess they've probably already been to the priest, and the priest probably did his little priestly ritual and did his little cleansing ritual. And yet, there they were with leprosy. This was probably not very satisfying to them when they first heard it. It was almost as if Jesus was saying, You know what? You're barking up the wrong tree here. Don't come talk to me. Go do the normal thing you're supposed to do. But they had obviously heard some cool things about Jesus and thought maybe this would be a better place to go. So they go, probably discouraged. But as they went, the leprosy disappeared. And they were healed miracle Jesus didn't even touch them. just said it and they were healed it was wonderful Uh, and in their obedience as they went to the priest they were healed but they were not clean yet the reason they had to go to the the reason they had to go to the priest was because even though they had been healed by Jesus they could not re-enter society they could not rejoin their loved ones. They could not be a part of the structures of society, Jewish culture, and everything else, until the priest's authority said they could. And so they had to go to a priest who was going to do the whole ritual over again, and then he would declare them clean and take credit for their healing. <laughs> And accept a little donation uh, on the side for all of their efforts. Then they could go re enter society. So once they had been healed. Nine immediately proceeded to the priests. Why? To get their lives back. To get back to normal. Oh, I just want to get back to what I was going to do. Oh, I'm want to. i going to go join my football team again. I'm going to go camping. I'm going to go fishing. I'm going to go kiss my wife. I'm going to go do all these wonderful things that I haven't been able to do for so long. They all ran to the priests to just get their lives back to the way they were the Samaritan he also wanted his life back but he alone stopped before going and returned to praise God for what God had done then Christ asked were not 10 healed yet here this foreigner comes back to praise God Christ then commends the Samaritan for his faith Now part of this may have been that the Samaritan probably wouldn't go to the priest. He would probably just go back to the Samaria and not have that thing. But here was the Samaritan showing the kind of gratitude that Jesus was expecting. There's a lot of things going on in this text. One of the things that Luke is trying to convey to us in this text is the, the, the reality that if you want to be healed, and that's... By healed, Luke and everyone else probably means if you want to have the full and abundant life and the wholeness of life that Jesus promised. You don't go to the priest. You don't go back to the rituals and the empty promises of the corrupted priests. Where do you go? You go to Jesus, amen? Amen. You go to Jesus to experience wholeness. Everything that you would expect of God, that you might have gone to the priest to expect, you can expect from Jesus Christ. Without all the hubbub, without the expectations of your money, and without all of the rules, just pure healing from God. Amen? But there were some other things happening here and I, I you got to wonder what the difference was. Why only one? Here were 10 people for whom fate had completely changed their lives. Leprosy had taken away any hopes or dreams they had about what their life would be like. Then in an instant, their lives were completely changed. All of a sudden, they had their lives back and the world was their oyster again the world was opened up to them again. All of a sudden, they could be touched. All of a sudden, they could be hugged. What an incredible experience. And yet, I get the feeling that for nine of those lepers, this experience would not last very long. Our memories can be short. Oh, I'm sure that they were thankful. I'm sure, that they, had, they, I'm sure they were overwhelmed with gratitude. But for what? getting back to their normal lives. It's as if they were saying, great, now I can go back to doing things myself the way I always wanted to do them, go get a job I always wanted. And I wonder how long it would be before they even forgot that they were lepers. I wonder if they'll ever touch lepers anymore. I wonder if they went and spent time at the colony taking care of those who were so dependent on others. I wonder if they stopped hanging around with Samaritans as society would dictate. I wonder if they just went back to normal. However, for one, for one leper, this was a life-transforming event. This awful disease ravaged his life And in his brokenness, he came seeking Christ. And it was the depth of change that was different. For nine, Christ merely cured them of a physically debilitating disease. For one, Christ transformed His life and He was given a new life. And He would never, ever be the same. There was no going back to my old life because he had been transformed by the, by the healing power of Jesus Christ. Amen? It's like those people who have those near-death experiences, right? And they walk away seeing the world completely differently. They have a new renewed passion for living and for loving. This one leper had experienced that and came out and came out with gratitude and acknowledgement of God's mercy and God's grace. You know, the Samaritan recognized that he could go back like the others and get his life back and go on being the person he was, or he could run back to the source of life and transformation Jesus Christ. He chose to run back to Christ. And his heart cried out again, but this time it was praise and thanksgiving at the feet of Jesus. This is a story about faith and what faith can do and the depth of our faith. Who among us has not cried out to God for our own healing in the midst of our brokenness? Who among us has not felt like these lepers longing for wholeness and joy? Christ answers our needs for healing. However, faith is more than just coming to God with our needs as if God were some cosmic genie in a lamp somewhere. Faith is allowing God to shape us into the best versions of ourselves. Being healed is not just to return us to the the people we were, but curing our brokenness, returning us to wholeness, is to shape us into the person God created us to be in the first place. Amen? It's not just to be another great guy. It's to be a follower of Christ who's transformed and whose transformation continues to transform the world around us. Faith is allowing that power of God to transform us. And real transformation gives us a sense of gratitude that I don't really have to stand up here and coax or persuade or cajole out of people. It seems silly actually for me to stand up and try and persuade you to be grateful. Right? That's a, who, how does that work? Right? I could count your blessings for you. I suppose, but someone who's been transformed by the power of Christ, someone who's been transformed and turned into a new creation as Paul calls it, someone who's been touched by the healing power of Christ, and by healing I don't just mean your physical ailments, but your spiritual ailments and your psychological ailments and all of those things that keep us from becoming the people we want to be and the people that God wants us to be, when we've experienced that, when we've been pulled up out of the mire and the mud When we've been, when our head has been lifted up and we can see the glory of God all around us, and when we can feel that sense of forgiveness, when the weight's been taken off of our shoulders, and when the shackles have been torn apart, and we have been set free, free at last, free at last. I don't have to tell you to be grateful. You can't help it. Amen. You can't help it when you've experienced. The love of God overflowing like a fountain and it washes you clean again and you can stand up on your own two feet and breathe the fresh air of life. All that is left, thank you. Amen. All that is left is thank you. And to say in your heart of hearts, I'm never going to go back. I've tried that way of living. I've tried doing it myself. I've tried fixing things. I've tried making things happen. I'm never going to go back. All that's left is to say, I'm going over here. Whatever you want me to be, God, that's what I want to be. Whatever you ask of me, help me become that. That's what gratitude really is. Amen. Let us pray. Merciful God, healing God. God, who knows our brokenness but sees our wholeness and longs for us to see it, we thank You. Help us to live out our lives in in gladness for all that You have done and become and are. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen.